Hey everybody, welcome to the Hunter's Quest podcast. This is your host, Hunter McWaters. Hope you're doing well, and I hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving and enjoyed some family time and uh, hopefully some time in the woods, maybe. Um, you know, things are winding down here on the fall season. Um, you know, of course, there's always other seasons gearing up at the same time, but I uh, hope you guys had a great, fun, safe, successful season. Um, which I want to mention, if you are a listener of the podcast, if the podcast has been helpful to you in any way in filling a tag this season, um, I would love to see your success photos. So go ahead and um, you can email those to me at hunter at thehuntersquest.com or you can just DM me on Instagram. I'd love to see your success photos. And if it's cool with you, I'll even share some of those. Um, so again, if, if the podcast has been helpful uh, whether through inspiration or um, education, anything, um, or you just want to share uh, successful hunt photos with me, um, I would love to see them. So send them over through Instagram, or you can email me, hunter at thehuntersquest.com, along with any other questions you might have or anything like that. I'm always happy to connect with you guys. Um, so today, um, it's been a little bit long in coming because uh, it's just scheduling and all that stuff. But um, I'm going to do a recap episode from my Montana General Rifle elk hunt that I did with Logan Romney. Um, and that was um, towards the end of October. Uh, we got there right uh, as the season was about to open up. And we hunted for, I believe, five or six days. Um, you know, we did not fill a tag on that hunt. However, I was able to um, get us into a spot away from pressure. We had basically a whole mountainside to ourselves. Uh, we saw, I think, three or four raghorn bulls, um, which were shooters for that hunt for me. Uh, we saw one really nice 280, maybe almost pushing 300-inch bull. We saw a bunch of bull moose. We saw some really nice mule deer. So... Although we didn't fill a tag on this hunt, I, you know, thought it was a successful hunt in that, again, I had e-scouted this spot on my own from Virginia, um, got us into a spot on a busy general season hunt uh, where we had an area essentially to ourselves, and we saw um, elk every day, including some good bulls. We saw deer, moose, other animals. So um, to me, it was a success. Um, and I just wanted to do a quick recap with Logan on this hunt with a few of the takeaways we learned, um, from this hunt and things that I'm, uh, learning, you know, in my Western hunting career in general. So, um, I do want to, as always, thank my sponsors, uh, especially Onyx Hunt, um, Seekins Precision, Barnes Bullets, and Mountain Ops. Um, if you want to sign up for Onyx Hunt, or if you want to get some great products from Mountain Ops, Use my code QUEST. It's very helpful. It'll help support the show, and you'll be getting some great products at a discounted rate. Um, I also do want to mention, if you haven't seen it yet, um, I released, finally was able to release my um, Montana General Mule Deer Hunt from last year, where I shot this buck here behind me on the wall. Um, he's a two-point, but he's a 130-inch two-point. Um, he was the most mature deer we saw all week, Um absolutely a mature deer. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't have the best genetics or whatever. Maybe he's regressed. I don't know. Um, but he was a mature deer. Um, and I was super stoked to fill my tag on that deer. Um, and he's just really cool. I mean, 130 inch two point, that's just pretty cool. So 
It's a really fun hunt. We did it in the snow. It was like negative 24 degrees the first night we got there. Um, and the film is really good. So I partnered up with Onyx Hunt and actually released that on their YouTube channel. Um, so if you go to the Onyx Hunt YouTube channel, you can watch that hunt there. Um, and it's performing pretty well. Also, it's on my YouTube channel as well, um, which, you know, I'm happy for you guys to watch that anywhere. Um, but, you know, I would ask that if you can, please go to my YouTube channel by searching my name, Hunter McWaters, and um, subscribing to the Hunter's Quest YouTube channel. Um, you know, that is very helpful to me as I try to grow uh, my presence and, um, it just means a lot if you guys would do that. And, you know, if you like the stuff, comment, like, share. As always with the podcast, please continue to share the podcast with your friends. Um, you know, if you're one of my listeners who I'm in your top five, you know, podcasts uh, on that, like, Spotify end of the year thing or whatever, um, share that. I love seeing those. I love seeing all the – anything you can share on social media is helpful. Um, you know, it's a, it's a really easy way that you guys can support me by sharing stuff on social, sending the podcast out to friends and family, subscribing to my different channels. You know, I put in a lot of work and a lot of time and effort into producing all this content and you get all of it for free. So I just ask that if you can help me out by using those discount codes, sharing the show, posting stuff on your social media, subscribing to my Instagram, to my YouTube, um, it means a lot, and that's how I'm going to be able to continue to grow and continue to put out good content and bring it to you free and ad-free. So um, it's been almost three years now. Um, I think I've missed two or three weeks releasing a podcast on top of producing a uh, full-on television show by myself for the Sportsman Channel. So um, I'm working hard over here. I hope you guys can respect that and can help me out in any way you can. Um and on that note, if you have Sportsman Channel, definitely tune into the show because that's where you're going to find all the episodes, um, a lot of stuff that doesn't get released on YouTube, and you're just going to see stuff before it's released on YouTube, um, and that's very helpful to me too. Um, so the show right now, uh, through the end of the year, um, that's the end of 2023, will be running on Monday mornings at 11.30 a.m. Eastern and Saturdays at noon Eastern. Um, and you know, that might change next year. Um, maybe get a little better air times, but, um, I appreciate y'all support and, uh, hope you're enjoying, um, what I'm doing here. I know I'm working hard and, um, I hope you guys have a great holiday season and enjoy this podcast. And I got some really cool podcasts coming down the line. So stay tuned and thank you for everything. We'll see you guys on the next one. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hunter's Quest Podcast. This is your host, Hunter McWaters, and I am joined by my friend and partner on this Montana General Rifle Elk Hunt from this year and uh, my Montana General Rifle Deer Hunt last year, Logan Romney. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. How are you? Good. It's good to see you again, dude. Yeah, you too. What have you been up to since I saw you last? You done any hunting or anything? Or Dude, actually, yeah, I went on one hunt um late season archery mule deer hunt and oh, yeah, uh, yeah how'd that go dude it was good so i showed up where i park <laughs> is like seven thousand feet elevation i like uh -huh. east scouted this whole thing because i'd never been to this unit so i figured the deer would be kind of down low 
and I got glassing around and the only deer I saw were at 10,000 feet up the mountain. Wow. So every day I hiked up like 3,000 feet to try and hunt them. But Oh my gosh. It was wild. Saw a lot of deer though. So going back this weekend to try to get it done. Okay. Is that, that's in your home state? Yeah. You, that's a lot. 3,000 feet every day? Dude, it was wild actually. Like, it was only <laughs> for two days, but it sucked. <laughs> You're making me like feel like wimpy for how I'm about to complain about this hunt, but um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, like if you guys have listened to the podcast before, or if you've seen recently on my YouTube channel, also on the Onyx Hunt YouTube channel, um, just released, um, and also on the Sportsman Channel show, just released um, our mule deer hunt from last year in Montana, which Logan filmed for me, did a great job, and uh, we had a good time. And so if you haven't seen it yet, go check that hunt out. It was a really cool hunt and um, got a nice deer. And uh, so, yeah, so I was heading back this year for um, Montana General Rifle Elk. And I kind of had made it my goal this year to kill my first elk. Um, And I knew I had a really good shot at drawing this tag. It was like a 74% draw odd. And that was zero points. Um so not like a limited entry or anything like that general tag. Um, but then as you know, if you've been listening for a while, I drew this crazy, like amazing, um, New Mexico muzzleloader tag. So, um, I was kind of like trying to figure out what I was going to do. Like if I was going to try to hunt archery in Montana and then, um, I just didn't know what I was going to do. And I had a big trip already planned for like beginning of September, so it was going to be kind of tight. So what I decided to do was kind of mash these two hunts together since New Mexico is only a five-day season. And um, I was calling it like elk tour or whatever. Um, but basically, I just put two elk hunts back-to-back, which I want to get into a little bit later. But it's not impossible, but was a factor. Um, so I did my New Mexico elk hunt, which was an amazing hunt but actually was more physically demanding, I think, than I was kind of expecting, to be honest. And, um, and then I drove from New Mexico and met up with Logan in uh, Idaho, actually at Luke Duesenberry's place. And then we drove up and started our hunt. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where the story begins. Yeah. It was wild. (laughs) You had a lot of hunting. Yeah, man. So, um, I did want to mention really quick before we kind of jump into recapping the hunt. Um, as I mentioned, this is a general tag. So I kind of want to just really briefly go over e-scouting. And I want to ask kind of your two cents on it. Logan's you're a great hunter as well as a videographer. So although you are kind of a deer guy. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely um, deer guy. Yeah. Like the whole time we're glassing for elk, you're like, Oh deer. I'm like, dude, we're looking for elk. And you're like, Oh deer. (laughs) No, it's fine. Um, but so just really briefly, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but you know, obviously if you come from out of state, East scouting is a big deal and I'm still learning a lot, but there's a kind of a few general concepts that led me to where we ended up hunting, which I was actually fairly pleased with. Um, and you thought it was a pretty good spot too, no? Absolutely. Yeah. It was a really good spot. We saw a lot yeah, of animals. So we did. Yeah. Um, so what I did that for that was, um, I knew kind of generally what part of the state I wanted to hunt in. 
and a lot of that, I did reach out to some friends and as things go with hunting, like no one's going to give you like, here's the spot. Like here's this pin go here. Like, um, they might drop you some pins, but it's going to be general information or it's going to be their second, third level spots. And I don't like being that guy to be like, dude, I need like, I like getting general information about units, areas, mountain ranges where there's good habitat. And I don't feel weird about asking people that stuff. Um, but I did reach out to some friends from Montana and, um, and they gave me some ideas generally where to start looking. And then from there, I kind of looked at, um, first of all, burn areas that are in that kind of five year range. Um, which is where we were and that's for visibility and also some of the vegetation is, is good for food and stuff like that. And then I was looking for North facing bowls that were kind of nasty and obviously walking that fine line between accessible to where it's not like, like, (laughs) borderline dangerous to try to pack an elk out of a spot or like stupid or crazy. Um, but also enough off the beaten path to where you're not going to be just running into guys the whole time. So that's kind of what I was looking for. Um, and I did identify kind of three or four good looking areas. I don't remember if I consulted with you on it or not, but I, I ended up sort of just picking one to start off with. Um, it was a burn area, north facing bowl, some trail systems and camping options in the area, but um, not like right, you know, not like super obvious or super easy to get to. So that's kind of where I started. Do you have anything to add to that as far as e scouting or um, just general kind of picking spots from your point of view? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a big process. Like when I go about it, because when I when I am e-scouting like a new unit, it's a whole unit of possibilities. Like there's like hundreds of places you could go, different places, different um, different spots. And so yeah, like thinking about where like targeting where those animals are going to be during certain times of year. Mm-hmm. So we were hunting elk kind of after the rut. So there was a little bit of rut action, but not a ton. So um, just thinking about like where are those elk going to be? They're going to be. The big elk are going to be like by themselves, timbered up in, in hard places to see and get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just start starting there, starting where the animal's going to be at and then kind of going from there. There's, yeah. E-scouting is like a huge topic, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like to your point, I think I, I don't remember ever hearing a bugle. I remember friends telling me that there were some bugling happening in different areas. You you think you might have heard one or two, right? Yeah, at some point. I did, yeah. Okay. There was a couple elk on like the first day that were kind of rutting a little bit, but yeah. not crazy, but yeah. Um, so we get to, let's see. So we drive in. Um, first thing you want to do also when you're kind of planning these things logistically is you got to kind of figure out like where is the nearest town where you can kind of gear up, get water, uh, fuel, that kind of thing which we did. Um, and Oh, also wanted to ask you about too. So Logan is a big time boots on the ground guy. Like he's not afraid to just go for it. And, um, and so things are a little different 
from your perspective when it comes to scouting because you're able to kind of get out and look at stuff. Um, which reminds me of the, I don't know if you want to like, like tell your master plan, but, uh, <laughs> you don't have to, if you don't want to, but you're telling me your master plan for like mapping out all the best deer spots in your state and just methodically yeah. like scouting all of them and like starting a spreadsheet. Yeah. It's kind of just like an idea. I could go over it real quick, but I, yeah. I just wanted to kind of like pick a unit and there's a unit that I'm kind of working on right now that I've hunted my whole life, but I've only hunted like a, probably like two square miles of this unit and it's a huge unit. So like there's way more country to cover, but really what I wanted to do is just kind of like on, on X, I've like got everything mapped out. Right? I've sectioned a bunch of different sections. There's probably 10 sections within the unit. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to kind of work on each section and like during the summertime, scout them, go through all like work through the, the, the pines, the thick pines where the deer are going to be hanging out during like October, during the rifle season. Mm-hmm. And just like, just finding the best places, finding the best deer, put it with so like trail cams up. And I mean, it, it, it'll take years to, to even work <laughs> through even just one unit, but like, yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. I Maybe. think it's something that like, cause like my goal is like to kill a giant deer someday. And so that's like, what do you define as giant? Like 200 inches or more. Okay. That's a giant. Okay. You know, yeah, I would, I, I like, since I shot, I've never really been worried about scores, but since I shot this giant blacktail, I kind of like now sort of, it's not like big time goal yet, but like, I would love to do a deer slam and get like a Boone and Crockett buck now of each subspecies. So minimum is 180 for mule deer. So that's kind of my goal is to get a 180 right now at some point. Um, but you mentioned a, an important point, which I didn't really talk about, um, that was kind of more of a factor on my New Mexico hunt, but it relates to e-scouting, is once you've kind of broken down a unit, and it's tough because, from my perspective, like, there's just so much land and there's so little time, you know, for me, um, but if you can take a unit, even if it's a large or several units, but break them down into like manageably sized chunks. And that's kind of one way to start. And then um, like when we were in New Mexico, like I had like, you know, there was kind of the almost breaks country desert. Then there's like the high country kind of Alpine. And then there was like another section that I'd kind of named. Um, And then kind of, I don't know, it, it seems probably basic, but it's just a way of kind of, you can be sort of overwhelmed if you're looking at too much country on a map. So if you kind of break it into chunks and even decide like what kind of terrain do I want to hunt? Like what kind of habitat, like you said, kind of figuring out what the animals are doing that time of year and then like just narrowing it down. It's, it's all just a process of like narrowing stuff down. Um, so anyway, once we had done all that, um, we came to, and that's the other thing too, is this was like a base camp style of hunt. So we needed, you know, um, although you slept in your car the whole time <laughs> and I was just in yeah. a teepee, but sometimes <laughs> that's just the best way to do it. Um, but we came and I know on these general hunts, like pressure is always something that guys worry a lot about myself included because, um, you know, you never want to be out there in a hunt and be just surrounded by guys. It's just not any fun. So, um, so we got to this, it was an established, like, you know, named campsite with spots and like fire rings and all that stuff, like even like picnic tables and stuff. 
and there was a lot of guys there. I mean, this was, you know, Montana yeah. General Rifle. It was um, – so when we pulled up there, I was a little bit kind of like – I was kind of like a little nervous. I don't know. What did you think at that point? Yeah, well, I remember like pulling up and there wasn't a lot of people there. But then like the next day – or so, I think it was like, or, or maybe that night or something, like a bunch of people showed up and like all the campsites were filled. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of like a little nervous, but uh, as we like kind of saw the types of people that were in the camps, most of yes. them were just like old people. That's you know? that's true. I remember the first night. Um, so I'll say this. So we get there the first night. I'm a little bit tired. The other part of my elk thing I was going to say before is like, I also underestimated the fact that um, it was like a 20-ish hour drive from New Mexico to Montana. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just drive. You know, I was like, okay, that's 20 solid hours of driving, um, which is tiring in a different kind of way, but is still like sort of tiring. So um, when I got there to the campsite, I was kind of like ready to just sort of set up camp and like sort of just have like a pretty chill night. And you were like, dude, we should get up there in glass. And I was like yeah, we should, but I don't really want to. <laughs> so you, um, being the, um, kind and, uh, little, um, not little, but, um, energetic whippersnapper that you are, um, offered to just book it up the mountain and spend the evening glassing while I set up camp, which was super helpful. Cause what'd you see when you got up there? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing I think was like finding a good glassing spots. Cause if we were up there in the dark, it'd be taking us a little while to find something, but so um, true. found a good glassing spot and found some elk, found some, found a group of, of elk. There's yeah. a few bulls in there. Shooter bulls, not yeah. huge, but good. Like raghorn six point bulls. Yeah. Um, right down low, like perfect. We could like, could have got on them, <laughs> but it, it, obviously it was the day before opener. So um, I watched them feed across and I was like, okay, this is perfect. They're going to be right here in the morning. It's going to yeah. work out. <laughs> I so, we had high hopes. We did. Um, yeah. So that first thing you said, which is super important, um, is the glassing spot. Like, um, you can look at a map all day. You can, you know, and that's helpful and you should do that. But, um, like you just said is so true in the dark, you have to, you're not going to be able to find a good spot in the dark. It's very hard. Um, and just finding the best route up there. Um, so that was very, very, very helpful. Um, and so, you know, anytime you can get to a hunt early and scout, even if it's just like you did one evening of glassing, it is a hundred percent worth it. And you'll just feel so much more confident going into opening day. Like we did. I mean, um, we were feeling good. And while, but what I was going to say also is while you were doing that, I, I did a little scouting of the campsite. I walked the whole campsite and I was just scoping, scoping guys out. Cause that is part of, you know, part of the deal is you got to kind of get a feel for pressure and kind of what you're up against. Uh, I know we're all fellow hunters, you know, um, but at the same time there's a level of competition there. So I did a little, um, human scouting and walked around the campsite and I was just kind of like, okay, those guys have huge beer guts. Okay. Those guys are like 75 years old. <laughs> and there was a lot of that. That didn't seem like there's too many like young fit, like just like, you know, gamer looking dudes. So I was like, we might be okay. Plus yeah. the spot we wanted to get to was about 1100 foot 
climb um, about a, what was a mile, mile and a half or something like that. Yeah, I think it was about a mile and a half. Actually, it might have been about two miles. Okay, about two miles. So, um, you know, I, I had a pretty good feeling that no one was going to do that, but we didn't know. Um, but anyway, you got up there and you saw some elk, you got some footage of some elk, and so we were stoked. And they were hitting a wallow, weren't they? Yeah, there was a wallow, yeah. Yeah. And of course, if those elk had been there any other time during the week, we probably could have killed an elk, but um, sure. they, they weren't, uh, of course. But um, we did see those elk again. But anyway, um, so you came back down, um, and and you were feeling pretty confident. You were like, you're like, dude, I got... And I was like, shh, because <laughs> there's like campsite people all around um but yeah you saw some elk and then that night we kind of just um kind of just chilled out i think we like made i think i also like made some burgers or some kind of food while you're up there and um and we kind of just were gearing up getting ready for opening day huh yeah yep yeah so um so let's see so the next day um we and so that's that's just something I wanted to like just reiterate real quick is um, don't be totally discouraged when you get to the trailhead or and I'm, I've kind of learned this a couple times this season or the campsite or whatever and there's a lot of people um, just because there's people there doesn't mean they're going right where you're going it doesn't mean um, there's a couple times in Oregon this happened too there's guys kind of parked where we wanted to go in and I'm like dang like we gotta go to the next spot and Luke's like no let's just go in anyway and and sometimes we never even saw the other guys, you know, or maybe they're going somewhere completely different. And a lot of dudes do road hunt this type of, um, or, you know, when I say road hunt, they might, you know, drive somewhere, hop out, hike a couple hundred yards, drive to the next spot, that kind of thing. So, um, and especially if you're willing to wake up and climb a hill first thing in the morning, you're going to cut out a lot of that. So don't get too discouraged. Um, but also make sure you're willing to separate yourself a little bit through some effort, you know? Yeah. Um, so we get up there and like I said, it's, uh, it's nothing crazy, but we got to cross a little Creek. Um, and we got to climb up about 1100 feet. Um, so it's not like crazy, but just enough to get us up there alone. And, um, and we saw, I think right away the first thing we saw was like two nice bull moose, huh? Yeah, we did. Like just like popped out of nowhere, just like on the hillside. <laughs> yeah, big bull and moose. Yeah, we ended up watching those moose like the whole time. And then what else did we see that day? Do you remember? Uh, I think we did see some elk. Yeah, some cows and uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, some cows. Yeah, we did. Like I think they came from like the left side. Yeah, I mean we were something like that. But we were seeing elk every day we were um and we could see that wallow where you had seen the bulls the night before um one thing i will say is we were we were too a little bit too far like it was a good glassing spot but it was not the kind of spot where you could shoot no like across um i don't know how far you think we were from the other ridge like 1500 or something yeah about that yeah yeah it was Um, a ways ways. and so and then let's see i'm trying to see where we should go from here um but we were hopeful that i don't really know why 
I kind of just maybe I don't know. We just kind of were in glassing mode, and we we sat there all day that day. We basically hunted there for three days. Yeah. Or was it two and a half? Maybe two and a half. Might have two and a half days. Yeah. Um. We saw like a bunch of moose. You found some good deer. Yeah, there's a couple nice bucks. Yeah, was it one or two in there? Well, I, uh, I one for sure. The other one I like saw slightly. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. So and we saw elk every day, including um, I think it was the second day. I'm not sure. It's all kind of blurring together, but we did see that little bachelor group of like raghorns with some, you know, shooters for a general tag. Um, and then I think it was the second full day at the end of the day. What do we see? Yeah, we saw, we saw big elk. Yeah. I'd say he was what, 280 ish or something? Yeah. Which yeah. is not maybe like pushing 300, but maybe. yeah, maybe pushing 300, which is not like a giant, but for a late season general tag, he was like a good six point. Yeah. And we got like maybe 30 seconds of footage of him and got kind of excited, but he was in like some nasty, nasty stuff. Yeah. Like when, yeah, I mean, that's the only time we saw him and we mm-hmm. were blasting on the hillside for two and a half days. Um, and he could have gone over the other side because he was right close to the top. But mm-hmm. even where he was at was so thick. Like even if he, he could have been in there the whole time and we wouldn't have yeah. really seen him. So, and he wasn't moving around. He was just kind of hanging out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It was like that. Um, like, like if you take a, like a box of matches and like drop it on the floor, that like matchstick looking deadfall with like the six foot, thick like regrowth pine trees um and just really thick nasty stuff yeah um but we were pretty excited about seeing him um and then i think i think it was um and then i started to i started thinking you know this is a good spot this is what kind of triggered me um excuse me so i'm still dealing with this cough by the way i'll take this moment to mention it is November 29th when we're recording this. When we met up, it was, what, November or October, October. 19th or something, yeah. 20th. And yeah. I started coughing on this hunt, and I'm still coughing. It's been almost a month and a half. <laughs> so that's another factor I was dealing with. Um, and I do want to get kind of into that later in the hunt. But um, So anyway, we see this thing, and I start to realize, you know, if we see this thing again, it might be a similar situation where he pops up for 30 seconds to a minute and disappears again. Um, even the wallow, um, if something were to pop in there, we would have had to like book it to get to a spot. So I started looking at the map and, um, and I realized like I need to get into a spot where if I see something pop out again, I have at least like a prayer of getting a shot. Um, so that's what I did. So I went down, I think it was like midday. I don't remember exactly, but at some point after seeing that big bull, I went down like a little finger ridge, maybe three or 400 feet elevation wise below where we were. Um, and found like a really nice, like, like shooting knob. Like it was like a rock outcropping. And I even, um, I even like set my rifle up 
like had a, I built I didn't really build well I did I built a little kind of a little platform for my bipod and like cleared out some rocks so I could lay prone which I think is really smart I wish I had done that like day if I had done that day one we might have killed a bull maybe, maybe. I don't know if it, I don't know if there's any close enough that's <laughs> maybe that that's a maybe but at least we would have been closer um, I think where that spot was was like seven hundred from where that bull was, which would have been uh almost double my longest shot. Although I did kill this blacktail at five sixty ish, um, in windy rainy conditions. So I might have been able to do it, but <laughs> it still would have been a long shot. Would have been a long shot. Yeah. For sure. Um, but at least we were I like. Good. Well, I think an important thing to say about this spot that we were in is that um, is that we were hoping that the elk would come lower so they'd be close enough so we could yeah. shoot them from where we were at, and they just never did. They stayed high. That's why we just like could never get a shot on anything, yeah. is because they were just too far. But the the first day when I was there on the the day before, they were down low, mm-hmm. like by that wallow, so it, was, it would have worked out. But after that, we didn't see an elk low enough. Yeah. The rest of the time. Yeah, that, that wallow was pretty low. Um, I, we did see some cows and spikes down low a couple times, yeah. but never a legal bull, unfortunately, uh, which is the way it goes. But anyway, I got down there, you know, kind of set up a spot to where if that did happen, I might have a shot. Um, and we hung out there for th- another evening and then the next morning as well. And we didn't really, that didn't pan out, unfortunately. No. Yeah. We did see some deer, kept seeing the moose. It seemed like those moose were rutting, huh? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there was like four bulls or something and a cow, maybe a calf. Yeah. So, and yeah, I think they were still rutting. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, one of them was a good bull. Um, saw some good deer in there. Um, and then uh, I don't know. I think it was like maybe after like two two long sits, and this, at this point it had been like almost three full days of kind of sitting looking at this one hill, and both of us kind of like yeah, probably need to like change it up. Yeah. Uh, what were you thinking at that point? Yeah, I was thinking similar because it's almost like we started seeing less elk, mm-hmm. but a little bit. I mean, we still see them every day, but they are just like we're not getting close and. Yeah, and even if we saw them, like, even if they were high and we knew where they were at, to get on them, if, if we if we were to like drop down and go up their side, it was like almost impossible to even find them if you were on the other side, just because oh, yeah. of the way the the hill was and the timber. So it was getting to a point where it was like, well, maybe we should try a different area or something because I don't know if, if they're if they're gonna work out for us in yeah. this spot. And it was really nasty. Like to go down in that bottom and pop up the other side would have been like. pretty rough (laughs) excuse me so got a combination of things going on here so first of all i want to say i underestimated doing two back-to-back elk hunts um i kind of figured i'd be fine you know i train hard in the off season um but i did underestimate the kind of amount of wear on me mentally and physically after you know five days of really hard elk hunting and then like 20 hours of driving and then 
this spot where we're going, again, nothing crazy, but we're waking up every single morning and going straight, basically straight uphill, like 1,100 feet. And then the last, the last day or so, it was like 1,100 feet up and then like four or 500 down to that spot. And then like to get out, you kind of had to go back up and then back down. Um, so, and you know, just like I said, coming off a lot of hunting plus, you know, I'm what, like 15 years older than you? 10 how old are you yeah i don't know how old you are i'm 21 <laughs> okay yeah i'm 36 so i'm 15 years older than you um <laughs> and uh i was starting to i was starting to feel it a little bit starting to not look forward to that every morning wake up and climb that mountain which to me was a mountain um and so and we're starting to see less and less elk um i'm coughing my lungs up every time we're going up this thing so I'll be honest, man, like I was kind of looking for, is there somewhere we can get, it's a little, a little easier to get to like to hunt, um, in retrospect, and this is something I'm learning on a larger scale, kind of in my whole Western hunting, whatever career, um, kind of a mistake I made last year during spring bear as well is I, I tend to make too big of jumps. This is something we talked about. Mm-hmm. So since I've been talking a lot, let me lead this in with you. What do you think we could have done better or differently than what we did when we decided to kind of stop hunting that spot? Yeah, it's hard to say because you never, you just never know what that spot was like when, after we left. You don't sure. know what the elk did. Um there, we knew there was elk on that hillside. Um, one of the things that I thought about and we kind of discussed, but was, was hiking like over the next hillside yeah. behind that and seeing what was over there. There was a trail on top of that hill that we'd seen some people walking, but, um, I, like, I don't know what it looked like over there. And it's kind of like that, like the, maybe like the grass is greener on the other side. Who knows? It could have been great. It could have, there could have been nothing, but, yeah. um, we would have still been close to that area and we could have like still seen elk crossing over or something mm-hmm. or on the, on the backside of that. Um, I mean, that was something we could have done. Um, what we, what we ended up doing, right. Is we, um, kind of tried some different areas and kind of a totally different mountain range actually, like yeah. cross the valley to the other side. It was, yeah. I mean, it's like an hour drive Yeah, and, uh, started looking over there, but we just didn't, I don't think we had a ton of time over there. Yeah. Um, to really figure it out. So, yeah. So like, again, like I'm, I'm not beat myself up too much because it could, like you said, it could go either way. Um, but I feel like I just, I tend to maybe make like when I decide it's time to go plan B for some reason, my mind is like, go somewhere completely different as opposed to looking for different ways to hunt or different spots to hunt the same kind of area. And I did have the thought of what if we kind of go over there on the other side where we're seeing all these elk and keep the wind in our face and try to like work these kind of finger ridges, almost like still hunt through there and see if we could see anything, which might've been a valid option is, you know, it's low percentage for sure. I didn't think we'd be able to glass down at them, really. Um, but anyway, it's something we could have tried. Um, and and also, you know, just as a kind of a major point is like, 
you don't want to leave elk to find elk. So that's kind of one reason why we stuck there as long as we did. I think that was the right decision. I just think maybe we should have, instead of making such a big jump, we could have maybe um, just hunted that a little differently, you know? And I think I would have been a little more game to do that, but I'm just being totally transparent here. I was looking for something a little easier to hunt because um, I knew it would be tough to hunt that other side over there. And I was just like, I was just feeling worn down, man. Like just being totally honest. Like if, if I had been fresh on this hunt, um, I might've made a different decision, but instead we decide, um, let's try some other spots. And these are some other spots that, um, we're kind of in some areas where some friends of mine have said might be worth checking out. Um, so, and there were some good looking spots, but before we move on there, the last time we hiked down from the mountain, I'm feeling pretty worn, man. Like I'm feeling pretty, pretty beat up and we get down to the truck and I'm taking off my pack and I go like this and there's no camera on my shoulder (laughs) and I like almost lost it. Uh, what are you thinking at this point? Yeah, I was like, oh, I was, I mean, I was just, I, I didn't really know what to think. I was like, when, like, where's the camera at? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously it's somewhere along the way that we just hiked down. Right? Yeah. I, was like, I wonder like how far it is. Yeah. Um, so basically yeah, like, I, know, I was just like, oh, yeah, like that's, that's a bummer. Right. But like, I guess I was like yeah, in the like, depths of it. depression, dude. Like, like it just, I don't know. I was just so worn down and like the thought of, I, I just personally, like, I hate backtracking. I hate going back. Like, and it was like, it took us like two hours to get to where we were that, yeah, at that point. Long, long ways. Yeah. And I had, I, I finally remembered like my stomach just fell out and I remembered, um, taking my jacket off like 50 yards from our spot. And, you know, of course I took my camera off to take my pack off. And I just left it sitting there. And then we even looked back through some of you, you took some still photos and you could see my camera on the ground, like where yeah. it was. <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah, I, that was funny. yeah, I'm just like, I'm just like, so like, I don't know, just, um, I just felt really bad and I'm just pulling stuff out of my pack, just trying to get it as light as I can, like trying to mentally prepare to go back up there. And, um, there's no way I was going to ask you to go get it, but, um, I just was like, this is going to be terrible. And I don't know, at some point you're just like, dude, I could just go like, go get it. And I was like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> like you saved me on that one, man. So thank you. Yeah, but, dude, for sure. And, um, well, good. Well, and I was also thinking like we were going to go try to find some other spots. And so yeah. instead of like both of us going up there or something like, I'll go grab the camera. You can go go look for some other spots to hunt because yeah, um, yeah, it'd just be a huge waste of time if we both went up there. Like yeah, so and I just like mentally like we were both kind of done hunting there and like I didn't want to go back up in there and sit there again and so um <clears throat> so you hooked, so you helped me out big time and like and then yeah Logan like puts on like shorts and like trail running shoes and, like takes everything out of his pack and just bombs up there. Um, and it was the most efficient thing to do, but still like, um, definitely appreciate that. And I did give you a little extra bonus tip on that for saving my butt there. 
Um, oh, yeah. So I, I took Carrie on that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> um, so, and, you know, you can handle it, you know. You're 21 years old. You can do that. No problem. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, for you, it was fun. For me, it was like complete, utter misery. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, while you're doing that, um, that's what I did. I jumped in the truck I started driving around to some spots, um, and I found one pretty like good spot that was um, only like I don't know half mile, three quarters of a mile from where you had to park, and um, you could get out in glass. And it was a good spot, lots of visibility, but it was kind of one of those areas where, like the elk are either there and they're gonna pop out right below you, or they're just not, and they weren't. But um, yeah. And then, man, like, the rest of the time was pretty much us um, kind of trying to use the tr- – I had some other areas that I had either e-scouted and or friends had kind of said, check out this area. Um, at this point, you know, we're a little bit scrambling. Um, it would have been, in retrospect, wiser to try to hunt those elk a little bit different way that – the ones that we were looking at, we did a little bit kind of end up leaving elk to find elk. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. We, you know, made a decision and we spent basically the rest of the time hitting different spots in the truck that were like fairly easy to hike to not, nothing crazy. Um, and I don't know, do we, I don't think we saw anywhere else the rest of the trip. Did we? No. Yeah. Well, did we, I think we did bump that elk in the in the pine trees. Yes. You heard one or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, there was one spot where um, it looked like, and you know, still hunting is very low success rate. But sometimes it's just fun, man. Like just to, if, especially if you're kind of checking out new areas and scouting, um, you might as well at least try to kind of sneak through and keep the wind right. And we did actually get into an area where I did bump an elk um i think it sounded like one um but and we had fun but just it seemed like basically the rest of the time we were just kind of scrambling looking for spots and i don't think we found any more elk um at least that we could see so um so yeah this was obviously not a successful hunt as far as tags being punched however we had a great time captured some really good content um, and I was not feeling too down a, because I had just killed my first elk like a week prior in New Mexico, but B like I, even though there's different decisions we could have made better probably. And still looking back, I feel this way. I was still pretty stoked with the fact that we had come to a spot that I had e-scouted from Virginia based on very limited knowledge. Um, gotten there, had a nice comfortable camp. And got into an area where we were by ourselves, essentially. Um, I think we saw one other group of hunters on the opposite ridge for, like, a couple minutes. Um, but yeah. we were seeing animals every day. So, like like I said, a general tag, high-pressure tag. But we were able to get in and see animals every day, including a nice bull and several other shooter bulls. So, I was pretty stoked about that. Yeah. I think overall, pretty good hunt, like. Saw a lot of animals and found a good area, like mm-hmm. where no one was in. That's rare to find sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it was good. Yeah. Um, and so I'm trying to think of anything else like noteworthy really happened. Um, 
I can't really think of anything, but we basically just had a good time. Um, we went to this like bar restaurant, which was like, it looked straight out of Hollywood, like, like big elk, like just mounts and like cool stuff and like wood, but it wasn't like, like fake or like dirty. It was like clean and like, just looked like, it looked like a movie set. (laughs) It was cool. I don't remember what that place was called, but, um, and we got some pizza. I don't want to tell what it's called even if we did, but, um, it's true. It's true. And we even (laughs) talked about going back to this spot. Um, uh, maybe with a deer tag or a combo tag. Yeah, we saw some good bucks and tons of does, mm-hmm. and so we were scheming yeah. a little bit. We were thinking about how we do it, and so <clears throat> just so you know, and this is kind of a good note for since we're coming into application period and talking about application strategy. Right now, my tentative plan, I think, which I what what I would like to do is um hunt this that Oregon over the counter season again which hopefully will go again till November 10th and then I'm going to apply for Colorado third rifle somewhere good I have like I'm going to have four points going in so you can get on a really solid hunt in Colorado on four points um and also Colorado you can return tags and retain your points you still have to pay for it you can either get a refund or get your points back not both mm-hmm. but um so i'm gonna apply for montana general uh deer which this year on zero points is a 54 percent chance i just checked it if i draw that i'll return my colorado tag and hunt that montana and what i'm thinking is driving i don't i haven't looked at how long the drive is but possibly driving from Oregon, hitting this spot for like a day or two, seeing if we can dig up those, one of those bucks. And then if not, or whatever, then hitting like Eastern Montana or something for the last, last few days of the season. But, um, anyway, man, um, I don't know. Good hunt. Um, I felt like it was a success, even though we didn't kill anything, but I don't know. Any other, like, just like takeaways from your perspective, anything like that? Um, not really. We, I mean, that last day we kind of debated, should we even, should we even go hunting or should we just kind of like hang out? That was kind of a, a big deal for you. I don't know if you wanted to go into that too. I'm forgetting what happened. So, yeah. So when we, when we, it was in the morning, we, um, slow, we went through those trees. We slow hunted mm-hmm. through those trees. And then kind of decided to hit like one more spot on our way back towards camp. Um, and there was oh, yeah. that area. That's the one where I was like, like you were like, dude, we got to go to this knob. And it was a pretty far hike. And I was like, I don't want to. And then I was like, ah, I'm going to man up. And I ate some food and we just did it. And that was worth it. it. Oh, that's when we saw all that weird stuff. Yeah, like the bear scratches or whatever it was. Yeah, or... there was like, but like everywhere like every almost like every other tree had like a huge scar on it and we couldn't figure out what yeah. was going on there but like not tall either like it was like yeah. lower ish really weird, weird. I don't it know. looked like a good that looked like a very good area um it did just wasn't any elk there but i don't know yeah so anyway so what happened so then the last day we were debating something well that's what i was talking about it was just like that oh, debate. Yeah. <laughs> well because we were kind of thinking like oh should we just go back to camp and like hang out 
oh yeah for yeah the evening or should we like go try to hunt something yeah and you're yeah. just like well i guess it just depends on how bad you want it <laughs> and i was like dang you logan why can't you just like let me be lazy but we didn't we went in there i'm glad we did it was um it was a good little evening hunt even though we didn't see anything it was fun um and uh saw some beautiful country we so, did yeah if nothing else it was like a really good like honestly like a really good scouting trip like i know like it's just kind of you just got to look at victory or success in different ways i mean didn't kill a ta- or didn't kill a bull but like i now you know know of a really pretty good spot that's fairly easy to access where we saw a really good deer and good elk um that's a win you know that's like in my playbook now yeah so totally worth yeah. it um yeah so what's uh what's next for you are you starting to plan uh next year yet or anything or yeah a little bit um i'm planning on putting it for the montana deer general okay. general deer tag never done it so you know just cool just, just do it i think it'd be fun yeah um gonna do another early season archery hunt in uh for mule deer as well mm-hmm. in uh in august and then there's a there's a cool tag in my home state that's a september uh, mule deer rifle tag so it's like early season deer oh, rifle cool. tag it's a pretty low it's a very low chance to draw but might as well try it yeah um and then if i don't get that i'll just hunt the general season again mm-hmm. for for my home state um that's kind of it not planning on doing any elk hunting next year i'll do some bears some spring bear hunts yeah um, you're just a deer junkie just a deer junkie yeah <laughs> and you're getting married right yeah when's like that a happening month and a half a month january and a half 12, dude yeah wait when january 12th okay okay yeah i was like you're not getting married during hunting season are you <laughs> i made that mistake but um <laughs> at least it's october it's not like mid-november or september or something but um, true. yeah man congrats yeah are you guys getting married like close to home or are you going somewhere crazy or she she's from arizona so we're getting married in arizona oh, nice okay so it'll be nice and warm yeah down there be... while it's snowing in idaho so yeah yeah january in arizona is definitely nicer than uh and hey you can you know tag on a uh you know in the future archery coos deer or something down there you know maybe throw the bow in the car for the wedding (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure she would love that oh yeah she loves hunting actually she went for i took her on her first hunt this year the okay general rifle tag we didn't really see anything actually it was kind of a bust but it was fun (laughs) well that's fun you can get them out there with you um yeah so well cool man um anything else Man, uh, not really. I don't think so. Cool. Well, it was good hunting with you, man. Um, We'll have to stay in touch, you know, with our plans for next year. Maybe we can – we talked about linking up for if we draw that uh, Montana tag. So if you draw it, we'll stay – do you have any preference points or are you just going in with zero? Zero points. Okay. So it'll be a coin flip for us. Yeah. um, We'll see. But we'll see, man. And – yeah, where can folks uh, find you? They want to check out some more of your uh, photography stuff and whatnot. Yeah, so best place is Instagram, Logan Romney Photography on there. I'm, I'm pretty active on there, posting a lot. Sweet. Um, also on YouTube, just Logan Romney. 
got a I got a film coming out soon within the next month, uh, an archery mule deer hunt we did this early season. That's the one we did um, with Kobe, right? Yep. Nice. Kobe and Kincaid, they filmed it. So sweet. Yeah, we're just working on editing that right now. But yeah, I'm so glad I snagged Kobe for one trip before he got picked up by Weatherby. Yeah. Although I'm sad because now I want to hire him more. But um, oh well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's I I love Kobe. He's cool. Yeah. He knows a lot about elk too. Um, yeah. But you're my dear. He guy. just killed an elk. Did you yeah, see the did. Yeah, I did. Nice. Him and um, what's his name? Tyler. Tyler yeah. Geyer. From yeah. uh, Knock Performance Podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good dudes. So congrats to you guys if you're listening. Um, but yeah, man, um, let's stay in touch. Congrats on getting hitched and uh, hope that goes well. And let's stay in touch as um, we start heading into tag application season and, you know, maybe we can uh, team up again. Hey, man. Sounds good. All right, plan on it. Thanks, dude. Okay. Thanks, dude. We'll see you. Talk to you soon. Okay.